today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Time for Tech Talk, uh, brought to you by Vacuman. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and Vacuman, uh, is with us once again. Uh, welcome to Friday, Adam. How are you doing these days? You know what? I'm loving this weather, Bill. I'm not going to lie, man. I mean, this yeah. is just like, you know, it's cool, it's sunny, it's not hot, it's not cool. You can wear a suit and not feel like you're dying. You can, you know what? I, I, I'm doing extremely well. And that was a long winded version of how am I doing? I'm doing really well. Good news. Good news. Uh, I got to get right to this because there's a lot of stuff I want to cover on here. Uh, and we're going to start with texting, which everybody does these days. I just think I told you a couple of weeks ago, I was watching a, 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 one of my favorite comedians, Gary Goldman. I was talking about his iPhone, and he says, uh, he says I, I never use the phone. He says, he says, my phone is just one of the apps on uh, a rarely used app on my phone. We all text now. That's, that's how we communicate. We'd rather text that, than actually talk to a live person. But it comes with its, uh, its disadvantages, too, uh, because uh, somebody else is reading those texts besides the person you're sending them to, or could be anyway. I was going to say, yeah, I, let's kick off the show real quick with the fact that if you're texting, and I mean if you're sending out a text, to someone, anyone out there, it's time to stop. You need to end the text. I think there needs to be a campaign, hashtag stop the text, whatever. But it's very critical that we migrate into other alternatives to communicate with our loved ones, our family, our cohorts. Um, Here's the reason. Primarily, we knew that text messaging was capable of being hacked. Text messaging is really a 1999 technology. I mean, it was one of the old original ways, SMS messaging, short message service. That's what it was sent about. It uses our towers. It sends it out. Well, it was proven, proven, Bill, that Chinese hackers are very capable through our telecom companies because as much as we love to think that every tower across Canada is getting upgraded every year, like our phones, they're not. And as such, it was proven that these uh, hacking units out of China are able to get involved in our towers that are connecting and sending our messages. Why? Because they're not encrypted, meaning that it is an open signal that uh, police authorities, whoever, they're very simply for less than $40 you could buy, you, Bill, could buy this device, download it, and you could infiltrate all messages coming through a local tower in Hamilton. And it's very easy to do online. It's not like, oh, this is deep secret stuff. So I wanted to really stress that because one of the things on the show we talk about each week is passwords and hacking. And well, here, here's your one in an uh, upgraded notice. Stop texting. You can use iMessage because I know, Bill, you're an Apple guy. You like your iMessage. It is encrypted. If you're Apple to Apple, it is encrypted. But if you're using iMessage and you're sending it to someone that isn't using an Apple iMessage, it is not encrypted. So there's two colors. Just to be clear, you see sometimes a blue and a green on your message when you're sending it through Apple. If you see the green, it means that it is sending it through an SMS. So uh, there's other options. Signal, WhatsApp, uh, which is owned by Facebook for that matter, uh, Telegram. Uh, talk to your family, talk to your friends. But the moral of this conversation, stop texting effectively immediately. <laughs> There you go. That's a warning. And, you know, we always talk about security, and people hopefully are are, are getting the message on that. All right, uh, I want to let you talk about drones. And keep in mind, though, we're only until noon, okay, because as soon as I say drones, (laughs) you could probably talk for five hours about that. For those who are new to the program, uh, for instance, our London audience, Adam is a a licensed droner. You have your pilot's license for drones, and you just love these things. 
I do. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. It all started when I was five, Bill. As a young man, yeah, right. We don't have a lot of time. So I'll jump into the facts <laughs> here. FAA approved prime air drone delivery. What that means is that fleets are able to now deliver packages, which are five pounds or less. Of course, they were running a pilot project. It has now been approved and our airspace is going to be now uh, filled with drone deliveries. Now, not only is it Amazon that got their license approval, it was uh, also Google's Wing company. Uh, Google owns a delivery company called Wing. Uh, we also have uh, uh, UPS has an in-airline uh, fleet of drones. So within the next year and a half, we can expect to hear that airspace is going to have a, think of it as a highway in the sky, um, where drones will be able to deliver. Now, under the agreement, these drones are primarily not for uh, Hamilton or Toronto, for that matter, uh, but they will be available in more rural areas. So we could expect, and I would think, that there's going to be northern Ontario. Uh, we'll be able to have areas of where, uh, you know, as people are working from home, imagine if you would be able to get this now, Bill, have your package delivered, not within 24 hours or one day, 30 minutes or less. It's going to become a delivery package, which they claim will be able to get packages five pounds or less in 30 minutes or less to the location. So uh, following that, now that's one area of interest uh, that's out there. The second part is, it was also, if we heard, uh, we didn't get to it last week, but Toronto police were uh, authorized to start using body cams. And uh, that's a separate conversation. But the one I wanted to talk about is Axon, which is a company that produces these body cams, has now launched, um, and they're now going to be authorizing these again, um, a, a drone that will be tied to our police authority. So first responders, police authority will have the ability to have a drone. What's the big deal about that? Well, it's called a tether drone. Um, drones have about a maximum space or flight of about, uh, say, 30 minutes, about an hour, if you really get into the bigger ones. So, but let's assume that a police officer is driving, someone went speeding, they get a call, they're three, three streets over, they're on the highway, um, they're far from where the activity could be. This drone now could be deployed by the police officer, it could fly above the 403, the 401, and it would instantly give that police officer immediate capability of having air uh, recognition. So HD video, the officer would be able to easily be able to see from the sky, uh, and the tethered uh, uh, drone, which just got approved, gives it hours of continuous flying. Hours. When I say hours, like eight hours of flying time, <laughs> this uh, drone could be able to assist our police officers from an eye in the sky. So... Again, we'll get into privacy issues and concerns later, but that's the update on the drones. Well, yeah, and that's going to be part of the discussion and debate. And, you know, because I got to see this happening. I mean, you just give me pop topics for about five more shows now in the next couple of weeks about the privacy <laughs> concerns, about the Charter of Rights, about whether that be admissible in court, if you can use evidence from the drone, and on and on and it goes. But uh, it will let them iron that out as it happens but it's an interesting concept now i want to talk about something else uh, every time that governments uh, impose a tax and you know that's how they they do things uh, and the european union has just done this you know and i know and everybody knows that the the company that's being taxed or has to pay the tax simply passes it on to the consumers and uh, apple amazon and google are doing that now 
Yeah, I mean, uh, we saw that in a couple episodes that we were talking about in the last year where uh, specifically Google got a couple hand slaps from the European Union. Facebook, by the way, is included in that big group. Um, it was Apple, Amazon, Google, Facebook, uh, you know, and in those platforms, which are online, European tax and the European laws have been very, very stringent in regards to how you got to follow the rules. Well, as such, when it comes to advertising, privacy, and all those elements, they been tacking on these big fines and fees to our large partners. Well, Apple and Amazon and Google and Facebook aren't going to sit back and go, well, you know what? We're not a trillion dollar company because we give our money away. We're now going to add a stipend at the end of now all the advertisers, whether you're a small retail or whether you're a large, re, uh, large operation, you're going to have to pay a larger percent towards uh, uh, the advertising. How much? Up to 30%. And that's really going to hurt that small little business, that chocolate store, that small restaurant that's trying to get recognition in these uh, campaigns. That puts their dollars at a higher cost. So, uh, with, and again, that's not part of the illegal rules. Amazon and, and Google and Facebook, they can charge whatever they want. The problem is it's going to be downloaded onto the small businessmen. And that's where a lot of small businesses are really trying to buy and survive during this time, especially during COVID. So if anyone's looking advertising these kind of digital platforms be aware the cost just got increased and why not because they're greedy but because they're downloading that cost onto the advertisers absolutely who will include you know and on and on it goes i mean and we the consumers of course are at the bottom of that heap which means we'll get dumped on by all the other guys too but uh, that's that's the free market economy i guess isn't it uh, listen, for, for those of you who use Google Maps and always wondered, how did they make their calculations? Who, who's in there? How do they do this? Uh, Adam has uncovered this. This is this is shining the light on this whole product, and uh, it's an interesting story. Well, you know, a lot of people have always assumed that, you know, if you sign into Google Maps, um, you're driving, and you think if, if, you're, if Bill uh, Kelly's on Google Maps and Adam Oldfield's on Google Maps, and we're on the same highway, and if Bill's only going 50 kilometers and I'm only going 50, then Google Maps is going to say, well, then the whole traffic is going 50 kilometers, regardless of how many people are there. That's not the case. The reality is Google Maps has actually been able to perfect in artificial intelligence. It's actually done through the phone itself using a software. It's called DeepMind, which is out of England, and they've been improving this. And the reason I bring it up is because their prediction of arrival time, calculating, get this bill, one billion kilometers every day for people using Google Maps is calculated. And that one billion uh, kilometers, that's like information constantly developing delivery, traffic, accidents, uh, you know, uh, uh, police uh, with radar systems, all of this, one billion kilometers uh, every day in climbing. So Google Maps is, is uh, the point of this story was that Google has really improved their artificial intelligence to a capacity that it's actually getting it perfected for traffic patterns and allowing for users that uh, integrate with Google Maps for business uh, uh, information, you know, for delivery, Uber, otherwise. So uh, I share this as a, as a bonus. The map war, and I say that again, the map war when it comes to operating systems is on. And Apple is coming to the game. Garmin's coming to the game. Google is upping their game. And I can tell you, we as consumers are going to have a lot of options in the near future. And where is it coming from? It's artificial intelligence. So it's not random users. It is actually a software integrated into that application. Uh, I'll probably be talking a lot more 
about Google Maps in the next couple episodes of Tech Talk because uh, there's some new features that are really exciting that are going to be coming out. Speaking of new features, I understand uh, our good friend Alexa is getting into the property management business. You know, COVID has really turned the whole world e-commerce, small business upside down, Bill. And one of them particularly is when it comes to rental property and management. So, you know, uh, everyone's on the version of how do I get less contact? How do I remove physical contact? So property management for condos, especially now that we're into the new, uh, into the fall season, uh, probably in the next couple months, we'll see more students moving into residence. Um, rental property management is now rolling out an elect. Uh, uh, property service. What that means is uh, condos, apartments, or otherwise will come preset with an Alexa unit. And what that does is it gives the tenant the ability to schedule maintenance. Uh, you know, my plumbing's off, the door hinge isn't working. Um, rent can be paid through Alexa. So they're building this so there isn't a need for a property manager to be sending an email, going door to door, looking for rent payments. You can now easily roll out your Alexa in your apartment um, and property managers can now address these concerns without having less physical contact. That's an interesting twist to this whole thing too, especially from the tenant standpoint. I understand it's going to make business easier for the for the landlord to be able to do that, but the same token, I mean, you know, if, if the tap's leaking or if the cupboards aren't closing properly or something, Alexa, get somebody over here. I mean, it, it makes everything a lot more efficient, I would think. It would be, I would think it would make it efficient. Not only does it say, could you get someone here? It responds with, he'll be there at this time. Um, that's the part which I, when I was reading more into it in detail, it was, uh, you know, do you have permission? If you've got it now tapped into your app, if you're the tenant, um, when the, uh, when the property maintenance person shows up, um, they would more or less get permission and you'll be able to say, yes, you have permission to go into my apartment. It's actually a more seamless, uh, less social way of, but also efficient. So, you know, uh, you know, the old days of happy days or whatever, when you used to see the maintenance guy walk in and go, Hey, how's it going? Right? Like those days are gone. Now it's, it's, it's done all through Alexa who will schedule, coordinate and manage all of our details when it comes to multiple, multiple properties. And, and that's a big cost savings, especially when we're talking about, by the way, this is not just on condo units. This is like for city municipal housing units. The cost and the maintenance savings will be extraordinary when it comes down to helping in that, in that uh, level of, of uh, house management. Got a couple of minutes left, but I want to get into this one too. You talked about, uh, you know, with COVID and slowly but surely, a lot of workplaces are opening up again. Uh, but one of the concerns, of course, is, is transmitting the virus. So, you know, obviously right. we're doing face masks, but it's also, also about touching stuff. You know, if you're in an environment yeah. or a lunchroom or something like that. Well, talk to us about this new product here. Well, you know what? We all had a kitchen and we had the microwave, right? You'd stand in line and you'd wait for the next person to throw in their cup of soup or whatever, or their, you know, spaghetti from last night and it would explode everywhere. Um, you know, and then afterwards it would, it would upset you. Um, but everyone's touching the handle. Everyone's pushing the button. Well, there's a new product called Neo Oven and this new portable, I call it Tupperware. That's not fair because that's a brand name, but a portable, uh, uh, packaging, uh, where you can now use it as a fridge, a kettle and a mixer. So Bill, you'll be able 
able to put all your food together and bring it to your office desk, and it will instantly become a little mixer where you can put some, uh, if you want, your yogurt mixed with a bunch of fresh fruit. You'll be able to now mix it, runs off a lithium battery. It will heat up like a kettle. You don't even need to go to the the, the communal kettle and make a, a, a cup of tea. You can now do this easy. If you want to look for it, it's a startup, but they're rolling out their products, Neo Oven, and you can now bring your cold mixing development, all of it, in a nice, easy, portable package that can fit in your backpack or your office bag. So it's all available, and this is obviously very essential when it comes to I don't want to go in the kitchen and touch the microwave or touch the tap or touch even the coffee maker for that matter. So uh, this is, again, COVID has innovated a lot of these really cool products. All right, we got. I got to squeeze this one in too because we got a couple of seconds left here. For people that get really tired of changing batteries all the time, uh, the nano diamond batteries out there, and it's it pretty much solves the problem, doesn't it? Well, you and I, this one was specifically for you, Bill. One of the things you and I always talk about is it doesn't matter what the technology is. The year's 2020, my battery dies. I feel like we all feel like we don't get more than a day's worth of battery. And we, we, and it doesn't matter what you're using. You can give it a 10,000 milliamp or whatever. Yes, the nano diamond battery has been announced. And after testing, it has proven, you ready for this, Bill? The longevity, the longevity of this new battery powered capability is, and I'm not saying this wrong, 28,000 years. Yes, you heard me. You wouldn't have to replace the battery for 28,000 years. And I'll give you a real high level. It's it's using diamond dust, and it it more or less encompasses a way that it can recharge. And, uh, you know, I'm going to use fancy movie words. It uses the flux capacitor and the hyperdrive to more or less keep the power going. So I'm I'm kind of collimating it into a very, very rough general use. But it is true. It's called nano diamond battery technology, and it will circumvent that capability of needing to constantly replace or throw electronics in the garbage. So think about it. You could be driving that one electronic vehicle, and you'd have a good 28,000 years before you can replace it. This is going to drive the energizer buddy in a business altogether. Uh, Tech Talk, we do this every Friday at 1130, of course, brought to you by Vacuuman. Adam Oldfield, have yourselves a great Labor Day weekend, and we'll talk again soon. You too, Bill. Take care. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.